The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. First of all, I just have to say, I literally went MIA. I stopped posting for a couple weeks. I feel bad. I just really had like this weird period of creative burnout on all my platforms, kind of. And I was just busy traveling to Worlds in Portland. And then I went to New Gen Camp. Like Things were just kind of chaotic. And for some reason, I just felt like I really needed a hiatus from just creating. So yeah, that's why I took a couple weeks off the podcast, like, and I had no announcement. But we are back in action now. So today's episode is with Courtney Wayman. She just graduated from BYU, set an NCAA record in the steeplechase there, won a few NCAA titles, signed with On, qualified to the world champs in the steeple, just ran 909 in the steeplechase, which is insane. And yeah, I hope you guys forgive me for going away for a couple weeks and you enjoy this first episode back. Okay, Courtney, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. This is my like first time recording in a month, so... Pardon me if I'm a little rusty, though I don't like this is literally just gonna be a conversation. I don't even know what would be rusty about it, but yeah, um, great. Yeah, I figured you'd be a good first guest because you just finished up an amazing season. Congrats. Thank you. I'm honored. This is great. I'm honored to be your first person in a month and I'm honored to even be on the podcast. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, okay, well, to just get started, do you want to just give us a little bit about you? Like give us a rundown of who you are, what you're about. Yeah, so my name is Courtney Wayman. I just graduated from BYU. Um, I won a couple titles at BYU in my time there. Um, I did six years, love COVID for that. I signed a professional contract with ON, and this summer I've been racing for ON and made my first world team and just got back from my first Diamond League race in Monaco. So I'm, I'm honestly just impressed by how long your season has been and how you still ended up going to Europe to race again. I know that's been the hot topic that everyone's been asking about is like, you know, is it such a long season? But to be honest, me and coach Taylor, we had talked about the potential of maybe racing into August. So that woman, she's a genius and she knows what she's doing. So it, it, it didn't feel long. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, once the NCAA season is over, I feel like everything is so different. And mm-hmm. I mean, going to Europe, like that's a whole different experience than racing in the NCAA. So it probably like rejuvenates you a little bit. Yeah. And it's exciting. It's a lot of firsts. So I think that's, that's been fun of like not setting any expectations. It's like, this is my first time. So let's go see what we can do. So I think that helps a lot too, you know? Yeah. I feel like you had such a good rookie season. I mean, does this even like, does your season after NCAAs like count as your rookie year or do you have to wait till next year? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I should wait until next year. Cause I, I've only been like six, seven, eight weeks maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's been a very good rookie season and I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, I've been able to have what I have cause yeah. I feel like it's been good. So yeah. I was looking on Twitter. I was just like lurking on Twitter as, as one does, you know, I'm not a huge tweeter, but you know, I, I, I'm on running Twitter. My entire Twitter feed is running. Yeah. Same. And I saw a stat that you went from 923 to 909 in the steeple this year. That is like a major, major, major jump. Like that's not even, I don't know. That's just a completely two different categories of running. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know someone put 
that stat out of like, we, I started at 923 and I was like, whoa, like I kind of, you know, you kind of forget where you're coming from when you're looking so far into the future of like how, you know, how fast can I run? And, you know, it's been really good. And I think something that I forget about myself is I had a four-year hiatus. And so like, honestly, last year was pretty much my first year running the steeple. And so I think year two just came with more experience, more confidence and things like that. Wait, explain the four-year hiatus. Okay. So 2017 was my freshman year. I ran the steeple then in 2018, I got injured for all of outdoor season. In 2019, I got injured for all of outdoor season. And then 2020 was COVID. So Mm. yeah, I I hadn't run a steeple since 2017, you know, from last year. So I'm like, that is two different people, like, you know, freshman to a fifth year, you know, in college. And so that was kind of what I mean by like a four year. So I'm like this, that was kind of like my first real year of the steeple. Yeah. What was your freshman times like? Like, were they good right away or was it? I don't um, know. I think so for that time. I mean, times have shifted. So they're about, they're yeah. relative at this point, but like, yeah, I mean, when Ali O opened up her, you know, debuted in the steeple, that was my second ever steeple. And she went 955 and I went 1004. That was the second collegiate in that race, which at that time, that was a really good time. It still is a good time, but yeah, like, anywhere close to 10 minutes. Like I don't yeah. really know that much about times anymore. I'm kind of checked out because I'm literally an elderly grandma, but yeah, like around 10 minutes, especially back then was always like super solid, especially for like your first time running the steeple. Yeah. So yeah, my freshman year, I ran a 10 4, which I was very, I was thrilled about. I was yeah. like, this is great. So I would be too. If my first steeple was a 10 4, I'd be absolutely stoked to be like, this is my event. You know, <laughs> that was how I felt as I was like, okay, I love this event. Yeah. So that race. So that was my second steeple. I ran like a couple weeks before. So I'd opened up at like a 10 13 and then I ran at Stanford and I ran a 10.04 and I was over the moon. I was like, I love this event. It's the one. So, so why did you get put in the steeple? Was it your choice or was it coach Taylor's? So funny. Yeah. So funny story. So my dad ran the steeple in college back in like the late seventies, early eighties. And, um, he, my whole life, I played other, I played a lot of sports my whole life, everyone, because I was surrounded by runners because of my parents and everyone had always told me that I was a steepler. And so I kind I went into college thinking like, that's just who I was like, but did people tell you, like, how did they know that? Like you were, I, I don't know. Jump or something? No, I don't know. I played soccer and that was it. I've gone previous to, um, my first steep steeple and like maybe one steeple workout before then I had only gone over one hurdle in my entire life and so I don't know how people knew that but they just always said that so I always knew that so um when I got to BYU it was coach Taylor's first day as well she had gotten the job like a couple weeks before our preseason camp and she had called me on the phone and we were talking and I was like hey just so you know I'm a steepler and she was like, she was like, how do you know that? And I was like, I don't know. I've just been told that my whole life. So I think that's what it is. And she never, from that moment, she never doubted that. And so that was kind of how I started the steeple. I just was like, yep, this is who I am. And I didn't wow. know really that, but yeah, that's how I got into the steeple. That's like such a good story. And especially with like coach Taylor and everything, just having that journey of literally zero to hundred. That's kind of I- what it went like. I know. And like in that same conversation, she had said there was another Courtney that she coached um, back at her previous college that she was at in California. She was like, okay, she's like, I want you to write 1004 over your, um, like put it on something and put it over your toilet or somewhere you're going to see every day. She was like, that's the time that my Courtney ran at my old school. And so she's like, that's the goal. And so it was a really like really cool journey just to see like right from that moment, like she believed in me and that was kind of where like, you know, our little bond started. So yeah. Geez. And like freshman year too. I know that's, I mean, I feel like that's rare to find most coaches. I feel like just kind of write off freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. Which for good reason. I mean, it's a transition year, you know? Yeah. But that, I mean that whatever, but yeah. Yeah. That adds to the story so much though. Oh, that's like really cute. I know. I know. I love it. 
coach T's the best, but yeah, so that's, that was steeple and we've just been running with it since, you know? Yeah. What did you do in high school? In high school, I just did all the events. My first high school, I ran everything from like the 400 to the 1600. So just did everything, you know? And then, um, at my second high school, when I, I had transferred high schools when I was in high school, obviously. And, um, and I switched to the mile, like two mile and 800. So I feel like everyone kind of did that in high school, but yeah. Yeah. The standard, were you good? Yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought I was good. You know, I broke five in the mile. Okay. Raced at NXN, got like top 20 at NXN. So I feel like I was like, yeah. Yeah. You were up there. If you're getting top 20 at NXN, that's like pretty impressive. Yeah. So I was happy with it. Yeah. And then why'd you choose BYU? So, um, I mean, I'm originally from Utah, so there was always, you know, that pull of going to BYU, but it was kind of a cool, like little journey where I didn't really expect that I would go to BYU at first. I was kind of looking to get outside of Utah and do, you know, find a new state and journey with that. And (laughs) as it came closer and closer to when I wanted to sign, um, it just felt right. Like I felt like I needed to be at BYU and I felt like I, there was just something there for me and that there was a reason why I needed to go there. And I, I wasn't really sure why, but, um, cause it wasn't, it, I had never pictured myself going to BYU, but honestly, like I felt this very big pull and every single time I thought about it, I was like, oh, it, I just, I need to be there. Something is there for me. And, um, I think it turned out great, but that was kind of how I got to BYU is it, it, that was the one thing that something just pulled me. Yeah. um, Yeah. I would say like between obviously like the success that I had there, which is great. And, and I love all that for myself, but honestly, the teammates and the friends and coach Taylor, like those relationships, I'm like, that's why I needed to be at BYU. And obviously the running part is, you know, that's big and important too, but that, that's something that was very special that I'm looking back. I'm like really proud of my 17 year old self for listening to like that feeling of, I needed to go to BYU. It's kind of crazy. Like looking back at the recruiting process, just like what ends up making the final decision of where you go. Mine was really impulsive. I feel like I did not do a very good job of like really thinking and like, I don't know. I just yeah. didn't really do the recruiting process that well, but I, I didn't have that like, strong pull anywhere. And then I just kind of like impulsively transferred to Oregon my freshman year. So that was, but that was just like very different, but mine worked out too, but I wish I kind of had that feeling of like something's yeah. pulling me there, but that's good. You're like listening to your gut and obviously yeah. it worked out well. Yeah. I feel like that whole process is so unique for being like, what, what were we 17? Yeah. 17, literally. You're like just deciding the next of your future, you know, but yeah it all works out. I feel like it works out however it's supposed to for everyone, you know? I agree. And so like BYU was pretty good when I was in college. I was in college from 2014 to 2018. Yeah. And like they were, they were solid, but then I feel like when coach Taylor got there, it like flipped a switch, but then that's like when I left, but I still followed, you know, every now and again, the college scene and stuff. What makes your team so good? I'm like confused as to like how everyone just got so good all of a sudden. And there was always people just popping off. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, I feel like everyone, especially those years, I got there in 2016. So we overlapped a couple of years, but um, I feel like honestly, everyone has always been good at BYU. They just needed and myself included, we all needed the right person being coach Taylor to help us emotionally, physically, mentally, all the portions of what it takes to be good. And so I think, I think that's been the biggest thing is we've had coach Taylor who has just believed in us from day one. I know from my experience, like she has believed in me from day one. She never questioned. She just believed. And I think that's something that's so important. And she does that for everyone and she does it individually for everyone. So what's going to work for me might not work for one of my past teammates. And so she really gets to know who you are and what you need and how you're motivated and the things that the emotional needs that you have and things like that. And then you pair that with her incredible knowledge and just skill set of coaching and writing workouts and things like that. And I think you pair all of that and that that's when we started to see a lot of success. And 
also like a big thing is team culture. Coach Taylor has, the minute that we came in, she was like, we are going to have good team culture and we're, it's going to be authentic. It's going to be genuine, but here's the ways to do it. And so I think you pair all of that together and I, I, that's when success starts happening, you know, doing things the right way. So I think that was when everything started to pop off is we just needed coach Taylor to, you know, kind of head start everything for us. Yeah. I feel like you made a lot of good points, especially with the belief, like having a coach that believes in you, I feel like is so it's not underrated because people do talk about it, but I think for people that are like looking at colleges and talking to college coaches, I feel like finding a college coach that like genuinely believes in you from day one, like you said, like freshman year, I feel like it's so important because that takes you from like one level to the next. It's hard to do it by yourself. And it's hard to do it with a coach that like, doesn't actually, you kind of know deep down, they don't really care about you. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's what coach Taylor seems like does a really good job of, like you said, individually doing that and then creating team culture, which is also really important. Little intermission here to talk about one of the best sponsors of this podcast, Gooder. Okay, I'm in San Diego and it has been absolutely roasting hot and sunny here. It's August now, so things are heating up. And probably everywhere else around the United States as well. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anyone so you can protect those little eyeballs. They're lightweight, comfortable, don't move when you run, and all for only 25 bucks. No slip, no bounce, all polarized and all fun. One of the main reasons I like Gooder is because they are all polarized. I feel like I have really sensitive eyes, so I need polarized glasses when I'm outside to make me feel comfortable in the sunshine. Plus the fact that they're only 25 bucks and I tend to lose sunglasses all the time means that I can get a few pairs and not really worry about it. They've got a ton of different styles. They also have these cool new $45 sunglasses called the Wrap G's. They're cycling specific, but I definitely wear them for running too. And they're literally my favorite. They're very trendy right now, so I highly recommend. Try them out and treat yourself to a pair or two or a friend. Everyone deserves it. Everyone deserves to have comfortable eyeballs this summer. Go to gooder.com, that's G-O-O-D-R.com, and get 15% off your entire order when you use code COLDBREW at checkout. All orders over 50 bucks get free shipping in the U.S. That's 15% off with code COLDBREW at www.goodr.com. Look good, run gooder. Now let's get back into today's episode. What does like a good positive team culture look like? Like how do you cultivate that? I think a positive and a good team culture looks like making sure that you have, you know, you're all teammates, but caring about each other and caring more than you're running. I think that is a lot of the team culture. Um, Coach Taylor talks about trust being built on gratitude and those things like that of being grateful for your teammates, trusting your teammates, building relationships beyond running. You know, I know right now, like teammates that I haven't competed with since 2018, I still talk to them like once a week. And that's just because we developed a friendship outside of running. And so that it goes beyond the sport. And I also think like learning how to be happy for each other's successes. It's a hard, it's, it sounds so easy to say that, but sometimes that can be a hard thing, especially when it's such a, when running is such like a, you can tell by times and things like that, but being really genuinely happy for each other's successes and wanting to take people with you. I know when I was younger, there were women older than me that would encourage me and believe in me and care about me as a human and then care about my running too, and trying to pay that forward. And so I think that's a lot of what, how you cultivate a team culture. And I think that's something that we've been able to do really well at BYU and doing that with each other, just being invested in who we are and believing in each other and being happy for each other's successes and also going through the thick and the, and the thin. Cause this, that is what this sport is. There's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows. And if you got people that are with you and just ready to go through the trenches with you, I think that's how you kind of, you know, cultivate that team culture. Yeah, I definitely agree. Did you have any like periods of like super competitiveness with people? Like, was there any drama with that? Um, I think not re- like, not really. I mean, you're always going to be competitive. Like that's, that's yeah. normal and that's human nature, but, um, I don't really think so, to be honest. Like, I think we all, you know, I think you get so wound up on what you're doing that I don't, I don't feel like I ever got competitive with people, but I mean, I'm sure that I did at some point that's natural, but yeah. 
yeah not that not really any drama to be honest yeah that's I mean that's really refreshing to hear from like such a high level program because it is hard to like cultivate that culture of positivity and encouraging teammates when there are like only so many spots yes and stuff and everyone's so good yeah and it's not perfect I mean you can't demand perfection there's that's just how it is but I think when you learn how to when you yourself are in a rut, you're happy for each other's successes. Or when you're at a high, being happy for each other's successes and also knowing that it's deeper than running. You know, if I'm not having a good season or, you know, in my whatever, and one of my teammates is, I know that for me or them, like we have such a good relationship that we're both going to be happy and helpful in whatever capacity that looks like. And so, yeah. I think it, it's not perfect by any means, but it's pretty close. It's yeah. as close as probably we could get. And that's awesome. And it's like such a more enjoyable experience when team culture is like that compared yeah. to like other bad ones. I've been on like so many different teams. I feel like, I don't know for you, but throughout my running career, like every year, I feel like it just changed the dynamic a little bit, even though there was a lot of the same people, but yeah, it always just changed, but it was just interesting, like getting to know everyone and like the inner workings of the team. I feel like it helps you in just interpersonal skills in all areas of your life, but for sure. Yeah. I think I felt that too. Every year, even though you'll have like a bulk of the same people, you always have seniors that will leave and freshmen that come in and, you know, things like that. So I feel like every year the team dynamic does change. And so I feel like that's why like pre season camps, I feel like they're so helpful where you can kind of like start off on the, on the right foot of like, okay, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. And coach Taylor does such a good job with that at BYU. Like so good. So where do you guys go for camp? So normally we go to park city Mm. and we go stay up there for a week and just do all the fun things. (laughs) We'll do Do what all cross country runners do run, eat, nap (laughs) play weird games (laughs) yep that's it that's what I was gonna say I was like yeah the games or we'll do like a lot of movie marathons together Mm -hmm. things like that yeah are you gonna miss that like now you're going into pro-life how's that gonna be yeah I think I think I will miss it I mean there's nothing quite like college years and I've only been out of college for (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing like the college years (laughs) yeah so I'm like I don't I you know I guess I can't speak much to it but um I think I'll miss it a lot but the nice thing is you know being pro running here under coach Taylor I still have Whitney and Anna you know and so those are my little they are my teammates and so I think that helps too but um I'll miss it I I loved my time at BYU I wouldn't change anything for the world and it's so fun just it's it's fun and I'm really excited for their cross country season I love cross so I'm amped amped to be able to get like a front row seat of it (laughs) yeah just watch it and not have to do it (laughs) yeah so it should be good yeah why'd you choose to sign with on that uh I had to like look today I was like is she part of OAC or is she just part of all on and you're just part of on but why why'd you choose on so something that I have been so fortunate with on is I talk a lot about it being deeper than running and I feel like on is exactly that my values align with their values and the way that they treat me and hopefully the way I treat them like it it runs deeper than running and I love that I love how much they have invested already into me as a person and how much they invested and how much they value their athletes. I think it's so important. And I, I on really, really has just done such a good job. And I've seen it with, you know, members of the OAC and myself in this short period of time. And, you know, I've been able to meet a lot of people at on, especially at worlds. I got to meet the founder and, and things like that and getting personal relationships and they want to hear my feedback of things and they want to have my ideas, my input, and they're invested in what I'm doing and they'll send me messages and, you know, things like that. And so that was why I picked on is, you know, our values aligned and what I want to accomplish that, that was who I wanted to have with me and who I could represent. So all good things. I mean, I feel like that's all you can ask for a sponsor in more. I know. I feel like I've gotten very lucky and I'm so grateful to have on and like, it's been so fun and I'm very excited for, you know, the future of what we can do. I think. Yeah, exactly. You're just getting started. So (laughs) I know. So I'm really excited, but yeah, that's been the question. Like, you know, if I'm 
with OAC or if I'm just with on, but yeah, just with on, not a part of Nathan's <laughs> group, although I do love Jason and their group, but yeah. Yeah. So why did you decide to stay with coach Taylor instead of going to like a, a pro group? I mean, you obviously like have your teammates there and that's probably a big pull. Yeah. I think between that and what coach Taylor and I have as, you know, an athlete coach relationship and the bond that we've created, um, that I just feel like we've been able to do really special things together. And I feel like we'll be able to con- hopefully continue that and being able to stay with the same coach and the same teammates and things like that. And having the support that I do, you know, being a BYU alum, I have so much support at BYU and a lot of my family's here and um, coach, like I said, coach T and my Whitney and Anna and things like that. So that was, yeah, that was the reason why I wanted to stay, you know, don't, yeah. don't fix something if it's not broken. That's very true. Did you like talk to other groups or was it kind of like from the get go? You already knew. You, like I did know, but I didn't know if <laughs> Taylor was going to coach professionally. That was kind of the, that was kind of the stipulation of if she wanted to start coaching pros and things like that. And so um, we did kind of talk about the idea of going somewhere. I think when I first toyed with the idea of maybe being able to run professionally, if I'd gotten the opportunity um, going somewhere, just because it wasn't an option to stay with coach Taylor at that point. Um, but then once we started to really talk about it in the last, you know, little bit, it, she was coaching Whitney and Anna. And so, yeah, right after that, I was like, yeah, we're for sure staying. So that was kind of where it was at. So it's kind of, it kind of started out, we were going to go somewhere, but then, you know, now we have our little, our little thing here in Provo. Yeah. It seems like it worked out perfectly. Did you always want to go pro? Like, was that from when, you know, when you ran your first table, were you like, yeah. I'm going to be a professional runner? No. So I, I never wanted to run pro. I was like, I'll finish up my college career. I'll call it a day. I'll move on with life. I, I, that was kind of where I was at. And it wasn't honestly until 2020 when I had decided that I would want to run professionally if given the option. Um, I was talking to my husband in the car one day and he was, we were just chatting about running and we had just had the outdoor season canceled. And that was hard for me because I hadn't been able to run an outdoor season, a true outdoor season since 2017. And so in my head, I was kind of thinking like, maybe I'm not meant for running. Like maybe running's just not meant for me. And, and I was feeling pretty down on myself and, you know, playing the pity game of it's happening again. And, you know, whatever little thing I was in. And my husband was like, um, he just, he, he just said, honestly, court, he was like, if I ever had the opportunity to be the next like Tiger Woods in golf, cause he loves golf. He was like, I would do everything I could to get there. And he was like, you have an opportunity to be something great. You need to do everything you can to get there. And so he's like, I think that you should run professionally. And so after that, I was like, okay, I think you're right. Like we should do it. I texted coach Taylor and I was like, Hey, I think I want to run pro. And she was like, really? Cause I had sworn I would never. And ever since then, that was kind of, you know, one of the goals is run professionally. Oh my goodness. First of all, <laughs> I need a husband that encourages me like that when I'm down. Jeez. I, I literally have like the same. I'm like, I don't know if what I'm doing is the right thing. And then there's no one there around me. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess there's only one way to find out. I'll just keep going, keep chugging along. I need to find a husband. I will. Um, so Tanner's the best. He's like the most supportive human. I I'm real. I'm very lucky. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, and I feel like that just shows if you set your mind to something, the power of the mind is so powerful. The power of the mind is so powerful. Is what so I was about powerful. to say. It is though. It is. If you set your mind to something, it's crazy what you can actually do. I know it's, it's funny. There's like, there's a little trail that we run um, most days here in Provo and there's a little sign on a tree and it says the power, the mind is what controls the body or something like that. And I'm like, it's so true. You know, the mind is very, very, very powerful. Yeah. Well, you accomplished that goal. Now what's next? Cause obviously like you already made it to worlds right, right after, uh, NCAAs, which I feel like is probably a huge goal for most people in their entire running career. So yeah. you already did that. What's what's next? Well, we're not racing for a little while, you know, we're on <laughs> Take a break. outdoor season, but, um, I think the next goals is I, I want to see how good I can be and I want to do it on my own journey, my own path. And 
kind of just take it, you know, I don't want to set limits or expectations or put a ceiling. I want to see where we can go. And I think um, that's kind of the goal for me right now is I, I want to do something that I can, you know, I'm capable of. And, and I want to do something with Whitney and with Anna and with coach Taylor. And I, I want us to do something that's, you know, never been done. I, I, I think those are, that's kind of where I'm at with goals. So I don't have a ton of, you know, like right now, I think once I start getting the season, there'll be more like outcome oriented goals. But as of right now, I, I just want to see how good I can be and whatever that journey looks like. I just want to honor that and sacrifice and have a lot of hard work and learn and grow and see how good I can be. Yeah. That's awesome. I can tell you're very passionate, which is like really cool. I mean, you, you did just have like a phenomenal season. I can see why you don't have any outcome (laughs) goals right now. You probably want a little break of even thinking about that, but I feel like a lot of people are going to be excited to watch you because for so long, I feel like the steeplechase was kind of just set up in, in the U S and I don't know, a little window opened a couple years ago. Like you have obviously Courtney Ferricks, Emma Coburn. And then it was always like, who's going to be the third place person, I guess, mentally, like what mindset did you have to like, know it was going to be you? So I think something that helped a lot was coach Taylor believing in me. We talked about before, um, the Olympic year, coach Taylor was like, there is a third spot. And she was like, I think you could get it. Like, you know, and so coach Taylor had instilled this belief that, you know, if everyone else has a shot, why not myself? And so I think that was something that really that conversation that I had with coach Taylor. And this was like, I want to say May or June of 2020. And so that was, you know, that was something that I had been really focusing on is I was like, well, why not me? And so I think that's kind of where that mindset change came from is yeah, why not me? And, um, and then, you know, I gave it my best shot at trials and I had a terrific race and I'm so grateful for trials and I got lots of experience. And after that experience of getting fourth and, you know, being close, but not so close to it, you know, um, I think after that, I just really wanted to, I didn't want to just like snag the third spot. I was like, I wanted to solidify you know, I wanted to see how good I can be and not just think of myself as a third spot, think of myself as being able to be there and things like that. And so I think that was kind of where the mindset change came yeah. from is just like, why not me, you know? And I mean, you prove that you're not just sliding into the third spot now. Now, like, I mean, you, Emma and Courtney, like they, you guys line up on a line. I don't even know who's going to get first, second and third, which is kind of crazy because it's been so set for so long. I mean, Courtney and Emma would go back and forth after a little while, but now it's, I feel like everyone's just so good. It's crazy. Yeah. It's been, it's been an honor. They're incredible women and they have done incredible things for the sport and, you know, specifically the steeple, but for the sport in general, like, and so it's been an honor to be able to, you know, race with them and compete with them and line up and give it, you know, all of our best shot. And so that's been really fun to, you know, be a part of it and be a part of this, like, little steeple squad so yeah how was worlds too like I I was sitting I actually was at worlds so I watched okay uh, the I watched two of the were there two steeples or three steeples I'm forgetting okay I watched both of them I watched both of them so I saw you race both times I was definitely the first one the prelim or whatever I was sitting by someone that was definitely like cheering for you I love they were so loud I don't know who it was but they were so loud and I was like that person's a Courtney fan and <laughs> Courtney Ferris isn't in this race. So, oh, <laughs> or I, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like how was your world's experience? It was really, it was really, really good. I, I'm really grateful for that experience. I feel like I, I didn't walk away with the outcome that I had wanted, but I got so much experience and learning how to race it. Like, you know, with international races, it's so much different than the U S and NCAA. And so I was grateful for that. And you know, I think it was so nice for me to not lead races and to be able to like, see what it's like to go out at a hard, fast pace and, you know, have a new level of what these women are accomplishing. And so I gained so much experience and I made a lot of friends and I was really, it it was a really cool experience. It's hard to kind of put it into words. And I feel like I had so many thoughts of like, 
you know, learning and growing and making so many friends and just experiencing it all. It was, it was so cool. It was like, you know, wearing the Team USA uniform for the first time, you know, those, there were a lot of special things. So it's a really, really good experience for me. And I feel like that helped me going into, you know, Monaco and it was a little bit more familiar and things like that. So I think, yeah, Worlds was honestly so good. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the difference in, from your perspective of like a domestic race in the U.S., something like, I don't know, the trials or something and a diamond league race or worlds? Yeah, I think the biggest difference is it's a little more aggressive. What I've noticed is like, you know, I feel like domestic races, people kind of give you your spot and you all kind of figure out where your window is, like, especially going into a barrier or water jump. But I feel like in big international races, I feel like people just do not care. They're like, I'm just doing this. And which is, you know, it's, that's totally fine. Um, so I feel like there's a lot more, um, I don't hate using the word aggression, but yeah, like it's a little more aggressive. Yeah. And so I think that's the biggest difference. And, and also the paces are so different, you know, they're, going out at world record pace for the first thousand, which, which is great. It's good for them. They ran so fast, but that's different for me too. So, yeah, that's what I've taught. I mean, any of my friends that like run professionally, they just say it's a lot aggressive. Isn't even the right word. It's like, no, I don't know how to describe it, but like it is, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it other than the word aggressive. Yeah. Do you have anyone, you know, throughout the world that you like want to race really badly that you haven't raced at all? Oh man, I don't, I, I don't feel like I have an answer to that question only because I haven't been so, I'm not, I'm not crazy familiar with, (laughs) I mean, I am, but like, I'm not. I mean, you're new, you're new. I mean, the college scene is like, you have to, you know, engulf yourself in that for so long that it's like, then you got to level up to the pros. (laughs) Yes. So I feel like not yet, but I'm, I, I bet next year I'll be able to give you a really good answer. Okay. Yeah. You'll come back on the podcast as long as I'm still doing this thing and you'll fill us in with the, with the new answer. All the details. Yeah. 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 So why'd you decide to do like the Monaco diamond league and then you just ended the season? Yeah. So, um, you know, we wanted to see if I could get into any diamond league races and, um, we found out right before worlds that I did get into Monaco. And that's, I mean, it's an incredible track. It's, it's fast. People notoriously run really fast times there in every event. And so it's an incredible opportunity to get diamond league experience and an appearance and especially Monaco. I feel like, especially for the steeple there, there's just magic there. And so, yeah, once I found out I got in, I was like, that's incredible. And so we were doing it and we were going to wait and see, you know, if we should shut down the season after Monaco. So we didn't even make the decision to shut down the season until I was on my cool down after the race that I was talking <laughs> to coach Taylor. But um, yeah, so the decision to go to Monaco was super easy. It, you know, it's, that was a very, very good experience for me. So we made that decision very quickly once we learned that I'd gotten into it. 
but um yeah then we just we decided let's end on a really good note let's end on a happy <laughs> note let's you know it has it's been a great year but the next races that I would have been able to run was potentially the final and I don't even know if I would have gotten into that and so we just decided let's shut it down let's get ready for next year so yeah that's awesome I heard it was your first time in Europe too <laughs> yeah it was my first time which was so fun I think it was a very good first time experience yeah. Did you do anything fun there? I, a lot of my friends like just went to Monaco to go watch. I mean, some of my friends were racing too, but yeah. the track looked beautiful. It's gorgeous. It was stunning. And the hotel is literally right across the street. So from my view of my room, I could look into the stadium. Like I could see into the stands. And so it was, the stadium is gorgeous and it was like perfect weather, but yeah. So we, my husband Tanner came with me and so, yeah, we were in Monaco for a little bit. And then the last couple of days, right after the race, um, we spent at Lake Como in Italy. And that was so fun. We just did all the touristy things there and had a lot of gelato and really good food. But yeah, I mean, before the race, there wasn't too much time or, you know, you don't want to do too anything too crazy. But yeah, we, the night after the race, we all had dinner at the hotel together and then we all met up in random places in Monaco, which was so fun. So yeah, we got to do a little bit here and there. That's such a good way to end the season, like in Europe and just being in Monaco, like so beautiful and get to go eat gelato. Oh my gosh. I know. I know it was, I feel very lucky. I'm like, that was an incredible way to just go out with a bank, run a fast time, get to experience Europe and Italy and get a little more culture in my life and eat. <laughs> so much good food and so much gelato too. So it was fun. I feel like that's just the first taste though, for you of like what the Europe scene looks like. Cause people were there for a long time. Some of the yeah. time. So yeah. you'll probably see a lot of, a lot of cool places. I know I'm, I'm excited. I don't want to put, you know, count my chickens before they hatch, but <laughs> hopefully well, I feel like it's just to go back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like St. Moritz, everyone says it's like, oh, this is the best place on planet earth. And now I'm seeing pictures from all my friends over there. I'm like, I should have, should have gone. I should have just tagged along and wrote yeah. some cocktails. No, you for sure should have. I know. I would love, love to go to St. Moritz. I, I think I'll probably, so I'm going, um, to Switzerland with on in like a little bit. <laughs> so I know. So I'm like, hopefully we can make a little stop there so I can see what the hype's about. <laughs> I don't know how big Switzerland is because I'm not very good with uh, geography, but I feel like you can make that happen. Maybe. I know. I think so too. So I'll have to let you know. Yeah. I'm very curious. Like, is it worth the hype? Even though everyone has already said it's worth the hype, but that's sick. And if, what are you going to do with on like photo shoots and stuff? Um, I, um, I think we're going to just go like tour the headquarters, meet with, you know, the team that I'm working with there. And that's, that's, I think that's kind of the purpose of the trip and then have like a little athlete summit. Cause that's when the finals will be. And so it should be exciting. Jeez. Oh my gosh. That's like, wow. So like, what's the best part of pro running so far? I mean, you've only been in it for like <laughs> six weeks or whatever you said, but yeah. I feel like you've already gotten the true taste of like what it's like. So what has been the best part of it? Um, obviously the racing would be like the best part of it, but I also, I think the relationships I've gotten to know so many people and hear so many pro runner stories. And I love that. I love seeing where people have come from and what they've been through and, you know, what they're going through and how they just show up. You know, I love, I love hearing all of that and then being able to cheer for them while they race and like having a deeper connection than that. So I think that's been my favorite part is getting to know a lot of people and their stories and just getting more friends and being able to cheer for them in life and on the track. Everyone's so nice too. in like the running world for the most part, I mean, you know, not everyone's going to get along, but for the most part, everyone's like super nice and has like really awesome stories. I know. And that's how I feel too. I feel like everyone's been so kind and I've, I've loved it. I feel like I, at Worlds and at Monaco, I got to hear just a lot of different stories and, and I think it's incredible. I love that everyone comes from such a different background and their college careers or, you know, their pro careers or their personal lives all are so different. And yet we can all line up and all have something so in common and I love that. So I think that's been my favorite part. Yeah. Do you have anyone in particular that like inspires you or 
it's just that you enjoyed meeting I guess oh man I feel like there's so many people I feel yeah, like I, I know pick one but um this most recent trip in Monaco I hung out with Allie Wilson and Heather McLean a lot and I I just they're so kind I love them and we had a lot of fun times and I feel like, yeah, that, so those are the most recent people, but I loved, I love their stories and just hearing where they've been and, you know, what they've had to go through. And then they both did incredible. So, yeah. you know, they ran <laughs> 358 and Allie paced face to a 350 or whatever, yeah. whatever it was, something insane. <laughs> yeah. So. I haven't ever talked to Allie. I need to get her on my podcast or just say hello the next time yeah, I see her, but so nice. She's such a genuine kind person so yeah, that's what I've heard through the grapevine Heather's super cool her story is amazing too I had her on the podcast after she made the Olympics or whatever and just hearing like her entire story was insane I was like wow I know see that's what I love I love hearing those things and she yeah I've, I've been very very happy for Heather and so but yeah those two they're so kind so genuine and like Olivia Baker I hung out with too and they're incredible people so yeah as is everyone, honestly. I just sure. need to have everyone in the running world on this podcast so I can have a deep conversation with everyone. So I get to know everyone. Listen, I'm all about it. I will, I will plug that in for you. I'm like, yes. Yes. Well, that's why I had you on because I was like, I don't know you at all, but I need to because I'm curious. How did you go from 923 or whatever to 909? How? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But yeah, I would say it's Coach T. She's She is a genius at what she's doing. Yeah. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or you just want to eat healthy and balanced like me, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. You can choose from all 24 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match from different meal preferences. Like you can order vegan one day, paleo the next day, etc., etc. Right now they have more customization than ever before. So they have new organic and wild caught protein options. You can swap the protein in any meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon to suit your tastes. And they deliver the recipes tailored to you directly to your front door. Everything is made in under 25 minutes or less, which is ideal. I'm a busy gal. I love a quick meal and everything tastes amazing. Every recipe I've ever tried from Green Chef is incredible. I just made the spicy chicken and veggie stir fry the other week and it was absolutely phenomenal. And it was literally ready in 20 minutes. Their sauces are amazing. I'm not very good with extra spice in my meals. So Green Chef having everything pre-portioned and just making meals interesting is so great for me. Go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew135 and use code coldbrew135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. That is greenchef.com slash coldbrew135 and use code coldbrew135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Now let's get back into today's episode. Okay, well, I don't wanna keep you for too long, but I have some listener questions. Everyone wants to know the tea. Okay. I mean, a lot of people already ask like the same questions. A lot of people are very impressed by your jump from 923 to 909, but you kind of already covered that. Um, someone that, you know, says, oh, she's literally the nicest. Ask her who was the most annoying BYU teammate. Oh my gosh. That is a nice compliment first off, but dude, I, no way. I love my teammates, but, um, the most, I'll just give you the person that I have the most shenanigans with is probably Whitney. I freaking love Whit. We mm. just have a good time. That's funny. I don't, that's another person I don't know at all. She yeah on my podcast she should she's it's got a cool story too okay running yeah. that down taking, yes. taking mental notes yeah yeah um that was emma though that said that so freaking emma I, on brand i feel like i knew it yeah. also, emma, my answer will be emma yeah <laughs> there you go that's probably what you wanted i love emma um okay next question any advice for someone wanting to be a college steeplechaser if you don't like do the event in high school? So I didn't do the event in high school either. I think if, you know, I, I don't know how many states, like my state didn't even have it. Same. So I don't know if most states have it, but I think just give yourself an op the opportunity. Like, you know, if you're, if you get into college or you have the opportunity to race one, I think just go out there and, 
and try it. I think the best way to get really good at the steeple is experience. And so I think, you know, if that's something you want to try, just be patient with it and practice a lot and do hurdle, do hurdle work. (laughs) And then just bull setting the races. I feel like you have to want to do it though. Yeah. Like my coach, cause I'm, I'm 5'11", so I'm tall. So my coach is like, and I mean, I was a good runner, but I wasn't like, I ran 1500. I wasn't like the best, you know? So yeah. she's like, oh, you're tall and you're like good. And you're a good distance runner. Let's throw you into the steeple. And I was like, I can't jump. And I have horrible knee lift. I did her, I did like one set of hurdle drills and I didn't want to do it. So I was like against yeah. my will. I did one set of hurdle drills and it was yeah. so awful. I was like, I'm never doing this. So I feel like that's the other thing is you have to want to do it. So, Oh yeah, I do agree with that. I think the steeple is so different and it's so different taxing on your body. So you do need to, you do need to want it and to love it. I think you're, you're yeah. right on that. But yeah, I think like, it doesn't matter if you had experience in high school, like if you want to, you know, do it in college, I think you just go for it and, you know, have your coach help you with that. Yeah, yeah, no one I know that like does the steeple in college did it really in high school. Yeah, like, I don't know people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't really heard of that either. Yeah. So, and if it is, it's like a 2000 meter race, which is very different than 3000. Yeah, so. very different. I just couldn't mentally like comprehend how to step over the hurdle and like run at the same time. <laughs> that was yeah. my issue because it's not even jumping. That's not like the thing. Like it's yeah. stepping. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it is, it is a little bit of a learning curve and figuring that out, but yeah, it, it's, I, I love it, but it is very different. Yeah. Um, okay. Enough, enough talking about my failed steeple attempts from literally seven years ago. Um, <laughs> is there anyone in particular in the NCAA that you were most scared to race? Oh man. I don't know if I was scared to race anyone, but I think when I was I don't, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I was ever scared to race anyone. You just knew that if you were hopping in a race with someone, like for example, when I when we were you know younger in my first couple of years, like if you were in a race with Laney, you knew it was going to go out so fast. <laughs> so I wouldn't say I was scared of anyone, but I you just knew who you're getting in a race with if you were like, this is going to be a very honest race, and we'll see how long we hang on that pain train, you know? Yeah. So, so Laney's your answer. I would say, yeah, but I wouldn't say I was scared, but I, I would definitely say I was like, oh man, we're really, we're going to go for it today. <laughs> hey, at least you got to know what's coming, which it's most true. of the time you don't. That's true. Um, someone said, what is your love language? Oh, my love language. I would definitely say service. Easy. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'm Mine's the same. Yeah. I'm all about service. Yeah. And I feel like I give it, I give yeah, probably gifts is how I give kind of same actually service way I don't know yeah yeah I'm like can you guys make me food can you you know cook me a meal please yeah that's how I am do my laundry yeah there's no there's literally no one here I'm single so um (laughs) okay what is like your weakness with running because I feel like everyone has a weakness you know for example mine was like core I would never do core someone always you always have something that you can work on yeah golly what is my weakness in running I feel like I do all of it, but I complain. Well, I, I complain at weights. I'll take so long in weights. I do like them, but I'll complain the most. Or like, if I'm tired, I will let everyone know, like if we're lifting and I'm tired from our workout, I will let everyone in there know. I'm like, I'm so tired. So I would say that's probably it. That's not that bad though. Cause at least you're still doing the work, you it's know, true. that is true. I do. I feel like I do do all the work. Cause I'm a person that I have to mentally know that like I did everything getting up to the line and I like take a lot of comfort in that, but like, wait, I will, I will let everyone know if I'm not having a good time or if my body is tired, I'm like, I go, I'll like everyone I'll must know. In this <laughs> room. Like, yeah. I'll go and talk to people. I'm like, I'm dead. Are you dead? Cause I'm dead. <laughs> You don't even need to know if they're dead or not. Like, you don't even need to know, like, if we're on the same page. They just need to know that I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's my thing. That's funny. Um, how much hurdle or, like, technique training do you do per week? I guess when you're in track season. Yeah, so I would say at least a couple times a week. A good balance. I We don't talk a ton about training, but I would say, like, a couple times. Just to make sure that you're 
hips are still remembering you're, you know, you're getting in a lot of routine, but yeah, a couple of times a week. That's seems normal. Yeah. <laughs> How long, like, what is, what does that even look like? Like, is it just like after training, you just like go over hurdles? Um, I feel like it's different for everyone. Um, I think most of it is, and depending like, right. Like I race so many. Yeah. I, I feel like it depends on what everyone's training look like, but just making sure you're getting some standard like hurdle drills in and things like that. Yeah. So, um, okay. Two more questions. Okay. What is your, why, like, why do you run? The reason why I run is because I want to, I want to represent a lot of, a lot of people and myself through my talents. I want to be able to share things that I believe in or things that I value and share my talents and my life and our culture and things like that through the way that I run. And I think that would be my biggest reason why is I, I want to be able to help other people and, you know, inspire other people. So many people did it for me. And, and if I can use my talents to have, you know, a voice or an impact on someone else, um, and being able to share things that make me happy or things that I value. I think that's my biggest reason why. I mean, I feel like you've done a good job of that so far, even in this podcast, like you're so positive. I wish I could be like as positive as you've been. You've been smiling the whole time. You're so nice. Thanks. I can't even imagine you complaining in the weight room. I can't. I for sure can for sure. There's enough sass in this body. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, well, the last question, do you have any advice to your younger self? The advice that I would give to my younger self is just be patient. Um, be patient and have just, yeah, be patient and have tenacity. Like it's going to work out and push through all the hard. Yeah. And that, that would be the advice that I could give my younger self is, you know, your time will come and things will work out how they're supposed to, but you're going to have to wait for it for a long time. So you push through it now, it will reward you in the end. Yeah. So that it's would be so great. hard sometimes when the rewards I don't come know. right away. <laughs> I know. I definitely understand that. And so that would be, yeah, just keep being patient. And yeah, I think that was my biggest thing. I think that was the hardest thing. And the lesson that I had to learn as my younger self is, not getting the rewards right away or for years. So yeah. Well now, I mean, this season seems like you've reaped quite a few rewards. Yeah, I have. I've been very, very lucky. I'm very grateful for the season that I've had. I feel like it's, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been honestly just like a dream come true. Yeah. Well, I'm sure like everyone listening to this probably already huge fans, but probably even bigger fans after listening to this pod. (laughs) Oh, I hope, but I know I am. I mean, like I follow running, but I feel like I really, really cheer for people that I know personally or like have like talked to. Yeah. And now you're one of them. Oh, and well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, so that's how I am too. It's good. I appreciate that you, you're getting athlete stories and voices out there. So, you know, people can connect with that. And I yeah. think that's so important. So thanks. For I just love that. our little, our little world that we have ours. Like I'm not a professional runner, but I'm still somehow in the running world. No, we're all in the running world. All you have to do is run and you're in the running world. And I love that. That's, that's fun too. We got a good little community going and I, I love it. Exactly. Okay. Well, where can people follow you at if they want to, you know, be up to date on the latest and greatest. Yeah. Twitter and Instagram is where it's at for me. Both it's courts, a sport 20 <laughs> and it's just Courtney Wayman. But yeah, that's the latest and greatest will be on those two things. It's totally amazing. Yeah. Everyone always says that they have a Twitter, but they never use it. But you're, you like look pretty active on your Twitter. Yeah. I retweet a lot. I don't tweet as much as I used to once upon a time, but I do retweet a lot. And you know, I think, I think the coming months will, will make a TikTok appearance. I think. okay okay you gotta because i feel like there's just no running like especially professional runners there's no professional runners on tiktok at all i know i know i'm just not very uh, yeah sometimes i'm like i don't know if i'm creative enough for this app but we'll full send it anyway it'll be yeah (laughs) you know you never know until you try that's true so (laughs) but yeah all of it's just course sport 20 courtney wave amazing all right, Courtney, thank you so much for taking this hour to come on and chat with us. Uh, to close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas. 
Thank you all so much for listening to this first episode back of Combos Over Cold Brew with Courtney. Hope you guys enjoyed. It was super awesome getting to know her. Like I said, this is my first time ever talking to her, so it was just really awesome to hear her story and just get to know her a little better. So I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, being a fly on the wall for the conversation. And you know, you guys are all fans of Courtney now, but most of you probably already were. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Combos Over Cold Brew Pod to be up to date and submit listener questions for the podcast. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. It really helps me grow the podcast and it's just a free way to support. And I just love reading your guys' reviews. Thanks so much for listening again and I'll catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.